How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. So, like I said, I will be uploading a podcast for Thanksgiving weekend. So this is coming out the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I'm recording this a different day of the week that I usually record. I usually record on Fridays. This is Wednesday, so I'm just kind of taking the next two days off to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. Hope you guys do the same. If you guys are traveling, please be safe. Please, please, please travel safe. Um, especially just everything going on in the world right now with the, the pandemic and how cases are spiking. Just be safe if you're traveling. Um, if you're not traveling, hey, have a great Thanksgiving. Still be safe. Just because you're not traveling doesn't mean you can't be safe, okay? Don't be stupid, stupid. That's not owned by me. <laughs> um, just right off the bat, well, first of all, I'm not done decorating for Christmas. So this is, um, it's not like, oh, I'm already celebrating Christmas. This was put up like yesterday. <laughs> so uh, there's going to be more and I'm just decorating the house and the set for Christmas. So you guys will see a nice little decorated house for the next episode. Um, I do want to get a little sappy for a second. I do want to say that I am thankful for you guys um, that watch both the podcast and just like <laughs> whenever I post on the channel, uh, it may not seem like a lot, but it does mean a lot to me. Um, podcast has not only been a lot of fun, but it's been received really, really well. I mean, again, I don't care that I'm not getting 100 views per video or 1,000 views per video. Like, the, the fact that it just engaged with very well. I look at the, the analytics and stats all the time, and most of the time, almost everybody sits through the entire podcast. That's 45 to like an hour on average, unless you're Zach and they go for an hour and a half. Um, but you guys sit for that long, and that means the world to me. And also, I'm really glad that I'm entertaining enough where you guys want to sit and listen to me talk for an hour. So I appreciate that. Um, if you guys are new, hey, I got like 11 other of these episodes. So go and check them out. Uh, let's just hop into it. Honestly, we're gonna have a, a much it's not gonna be a shorter episode. It's only, probably gonna be about 40 minutes in my in my guess in my mind. What? <laughs> uh, at my guess in my mind, it'll probably be only about 40 minutes. We're gonna keep pretty short. I still want you guys to be able to celebrate this weekend with your families. Also, this is coming out after Black Friday. I hope you guys were safe. <laughs> Uh, still haven't caught the PS5, so that's GG. Um, anyway, so first thing I'm going to talk about. So uh, this weekend, T Taysom Hill was named the starter over Jameis Winston. And, like, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was part of the group that was, like, that was stupid. Um, because, like, I, I just didn't know what Taysom Hill was going to bring to the table. It seemed like Taysom Hill was a very limited... It, it, Taysom Hill seemed like a limited version of Lamar Jackson. Like, Lamar is already very limited, but, like, he seemed more limited... Um, I was wrong. I was very wrong. I was extremely wrong. I think Taysom Hill being named the starter was smart. Uh, I think one of the things that I wanted Jameis to start for is I was like, he got eye surgery so he can see the field better. That's, I that's just, a, like, that's true. It's also a meme. And, like, I also, like, realized I'm not on the practice fields every single day. Sean Payton is. Sean Payton's a, a Super Bowl winning coach. He's a, a Hall of Fame most likely coach. Like, there's a reason he probably picked Taysom Hill. There's a reason they're now 6-0 with backup quarterbacks in the last two years. Um, and I think Taysom being named the starter until Drew Brees comes back is actually really, really great. It's a brand new scheme that teams have not been planning for all season with a running quarterback. Um I'm really interested to see how Taysom... I think this week isn't really like a test to Taysom Hill just because it's the, it's they're playing the Broncos. So I don't really know if this will really show us what Taysom Hill actually is. If this is what he is, then he's a better... He's still a better version of Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, because he throws a better ball than Lamar does. He's not like a Kyler level where it's like he's what Lamar wants to be. It's literally just like a tier above Lamar. Um, so yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch him against Denver just because Denver's defense is... They're not really good with all their injuries and just with how Denver's been performing this year. So, I mean, Taysom Hill can honestly go off this 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 week. 
especially running the ball wise. Like that's just such a when you're playing for the Saints, you're usually playing for a quarterback who never runs. Occasionally, maybe might get flushed out of the pocket, but you're not playing for that. You're also playing for a quarterback who has a relatively not strong arm anymore and isn't like notoriously known for a strong arm. Um, Taysom Hill actually has a pretty decent arm, and he also is a pretty accurate quarterback. If last week showed us anything that like is the reality of Taysom Hill, um, I still don't think the Saints will stick with him long term, just because he is a lot older than most quarterbacks in the league right now. I think he's 29. So I mean. If he continues to play at this pace, like nonstop for six years, then that's probably the most you'll get out of him because he'll be 34. So I, I just don't think it's a or 35. I just don't think it's a longevity move. I think it's a good. If this is how he plays, then you know what? Like honestly, you could. If he continues to play at this level, you can have Drew Brees out the rest of the season and get healthy for the playoffs. Um, the Saints are a team that I wasn't really. It's not that I wasn't high on. I just didn't know what they were because they were such a weird team to watch because they had a really weird start of the season. So I'm a lot higher on them now. I'll talk about them when we get into our NFL tiers, tier teams. But um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with, with uh, Taysom Hill. I think it's going to be like Michael Thomas obviously had a good game, but I think that's not a, a, a testament to Taysom Hill. That's a testament to Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is just getting back into the groove of things after missing eight games, I believe. Um, other people that have benefited. Oh, no, people that haven't benefited. Alvin Kamara. So that's the one thing that is that defenses can maybe take advantage of is you don't have to look at Kamara as much anymore because with a running quarterback you're not going to check down to a running back that's like what how most offenses work if you're a mobile quarterback you don't check down to your running back like look at look at the Ravens they don't check down to, to their running backs very often you look at the Cardinals they don't check down to the running backs very often you look at the Patriots I mean they were notorious for checking down to running backs and you know Cam Newton at, especially up until like last week really didn't check down to running backs so I think the running backs were running deep routes um, so teams with mobile quarterbacks really don't uh, the bills the bills i think have the least amount of passes to a running back in the entire league so if you're a mobile quarterback you're not gonna pass the ball so Kamara is no longer going to be seen as a receiver to defenses so i'm really interested to see how that's going to be impacted i am curious if they're going to run the ball more because i mean Kamara this year honestly has been more of a receiver than he has been a running back a lot of people were compa- comparing him to 2016 2017 levy bell because it was like he can run and, and catch the ball but like honestly he was literally just a receiver this year who lined up in the backfield that's kind of how i saw Kamara. not saying he's not a great running back he's top two top three um i'm just saying that's how he came off this year because of his usage was mainly in the passing game he was getting like 10 to 12 receptions every single game so yeah i'm really curious i do think i do think that the saints will probably win that division after the bucks lost on monday night i do think yeah, I, I don't think that anyone they probably will end up getting the first the one seed too unless one of those nfc west teams like sneaks in speaking of the nfc west a team that has not gotten my respect nor like the nfl's respect and even still right now they're not really getting respect are the rams i mean like i'm sorry los angeles you guys are a great team i think like nine and seven last year you guys went nine and seven last year and we i think the fact that you guys didn't make the playoffs was like oh they're a bad team all of a sudden and like, I think I even said this in one of my first episodes. I was like, yeah, I mean, the Rams, they're a good team. We just forget about it. And I forgot about it. Like, so, you know what? Honestly, I think the Rams are definitely, I don't know if they're a contender for the Super Bowl, but they're a challenger for the Super Bowl. I think they're, they're a real threat. That defense, that defense is a top five defense in the NFL. I wholeheartedly believe that. It's up there with, like, with Pittsburgh. It's up there with, I don't know why I can't think of other defenses right now, Indianapolis, Um it's like Miami. I'll probably consider a top five defense. Like it's up there with those top defenses. And Jared Goff, I 
We're not going to talk about wallet winners because we're going to talk about that later in the wallet winner section. But I said that when Jared Goff is uncomfortable, that's when he, that's when the Rams perform badly. The Rams only used Jared Goff last week. This is all they used. Just Jared, it was all Jared Goff. They had like 37 rushing yards. So I'm sorry, Jared. I was very wrong about that. Um, the Buccaneers have a good defense, so you got to give. You know, it's funny. I do you guys remember who was also taken in the same draft as Jared Goff? And people were like, "You're stupid, Los Angeles." You guys remember that? Yeah, Carson Wentz was taken after Jared Goff, and you know what? Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Don't at me. Don't at me. He is. I know Carson Wentz had a really great season that one season. Probably should have won MVP. I was high on him too. Believe me, I love Carson Wentz. Jared Goff's a better quarterback. Um, like. On, uh, put, put Carson Wentz on this team, and Jared Goff is doing better. Like, honestly, Carson Wentz just has, has way too many turnovers. Um, but with their running game, which honestly, I've mentioned this quite a few times, like, it's really hard to plan for the Rams running game because you don't know which running back to plan for. So, honestly, Brown, Henderson, or Akers could all go off at one point or another. So, it's really hard to game plan. They have two amazing receivers both of them had like 10 catches for like 100 yards last game with woods and cup um they have honestly two good tight ends in higby and and uh oh god garrett no no it's fine it's fine i know it i'm pretty sure it's garrett but um they're both really good like tight ends if you put them on other teams they're gonna they're going to produce uh i do think like they just have so many weapons at the catching positions like wide receiver tight end um that you don't highlight them as much as like the other star receivers but i think you put them on other teams they're probably gonna ball out i think higby's actually a really really good uh tight end so yeah I, i'm really high on the rams and i definitely think like i'm just gonna give a spoiler i think that they're gonna win the division um it's not that i don't like seattle or arizona anymore i still like them both a lot it's just the rams are they they're kind of belichickian where they don't have a game plan for a season they have a game plan for a game so you don't know what they're gonna do it's just impossible i love sean mcveigh too like he's he's such a smart coach so yeah give give the la Rams some respect give them give la the give give la what they deserve and that's respect speaking of la we're gonna transition over to the nba um to the not the clippers because why we talk about the Clippers? Why why we talk about the Clippers? They haven't done like they've done nothing. They've really cool. You got a Baca. Good for you. Um, no, the Lakers. So the Lakers had a amazing free agency, in my opinion. Um, I think if you guys, I don't know if you guys look at my, I have, I've been posting a couple of these like little, just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna talk with the microphone. It's called talking to the camera. I just post those randomly. So if you want to check those out, I posted like three already. So go check those out. And I talked about the NBA draft in one. And uh, I just kind of talked about the Lakers just like a little bit in it. But I want to deep dive into it because honestly, especially with the Klay Thompson injury, I, I don't know how the Lakers don't repeat this year. I'm going to be comp- like a hundred, not even a hundred. I'm going to be a thousand percent with you guys. Um, I also, I won't lie. I had a stoop. I had a really bad take. Like one of the first episodes I said, the Portland would, would, pro- would could, was going to beat the Lakers in the playoffs. I was very wrong. I own that. I was wrong, but like, honestly, the roster that Rob Palenka... I don't... Okay, the Lakers are the Chiefs of the NBA. Where are you getting this money from? 
can like where where are you getting this money from you were able to sign Montrez Harrell like I know the playoffs kind of like diminished how much he was going to be worth because he didn't perform how he'd been performing the regular season but like that was still a, a pretty expensive contract and then you guys just got Marcus Gasol so it's like I don't and then you also got uh Wesley Matthews so I mean honestly you I don't understand how the Lakers don't repeat this season um I don't now here's the thing if they don't if they don't get the one seed, that doesn't mean they're not going to repeat. Honestly, they're probably not going to get the one seed because there's going to be other teams vying for it. It would not surprise me if the Clippers got the one seed just because they're like, oh look, we have more wins than the other LA team. That would not surprise me. But like, honestly, I'm looking at the roster right now, and I mean, I I don't think that AD should be should be playing at the power forward position. I think they should play him at center because you can go deeper with your team. And honestly, that lets you start Trez at the power forward and. If you start Trez the power for oh yeah, and Schroeder, they traded for Schroeder. Totally forgot about that part. So like, okay, cool. Uh, let's put Schroeder at the point guard, Wesley Matthews is shooting guard, LeBron at small forward, Trez at power forward, and Anthony Davis at center. And then off the bench, just off of the bench, you can have Marcus Gasol, who's ha who's been like creating his own perimeter game over the past couple of seasons. You have like him or hate him. You have Kyle Kuzma, who can who can hello, who can play a forward position. Honestly, especially during the, like the regular season, he's not horrible. He's more of a meme than he is actually horrible. Um, you still, I mean, like I don't. You have Alex Crusoe, who's probably going to take a, a next step forward. Like you can do so many things with this roster, and honestly, I don't. This team is so... Oh, and KCP! Yeah, they also stayed retained him somehow. So, yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I was talking to JP about this, and he he thinks that they should have Trez and Schroeder come off the bench because, like, that's what they're used to. They're both used to, like, being six men. And so, in that case, I guess you would have Caruso start at point guard and Anthony Davis still at power forward and Marcus Holt center. But, like, still, that's, that's also a great idea because then you have a spark coming off the bench. So, Lakers, I don't know how you guys are doing this. I am extremely impressed um, I mean, it just, it, I say this about the NFL too, about how like when, when LA, Chicago and New York are like all having great seasons and rosters in sports, like it feels like, like that, it feels like the league's back with the Lakers being this good right now. Like, why can't, and if, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, I know they're not really the New York team, that's the Knicks, but, like, with a team in New York being good, like, it really does feel like the NBA is back. I really wish that the Clay Thompson injury hadn't happened. I mean, obviously none of us do, but, like, that just would have been such a big question mark, because I, I, I wonder if they still would have made a different move, or if they're just going to keep waiting. Like, that's its own whole question mark and segment. But, yeah, Lakers, you guys are going to repeat. Um, I, I'm trying to think right now of any teams that can challenge you and no the Clippers cannot challenge you no the Warriors can't challenge you uh the Kings made a move today to get Hassan Whiteside which they'll, they'll be a playoff team but they're not gonna challenge you the Portland Trailblazers also look really deadly they're not gonna challenge you there's no team and then if we go to the Eastern Conference the Bucks they're not gonna challenge them um the Heat probably won't get back to the finals the Nets aren't gonna challenge them because they only have two players everyone everyone else is either like barely signed on or they're rookies on playing for like a minimum contract other teams in the east the uh, the magic no they're not they're not going to the hornets no the, i'll be happy to make like I, there's not a team that can challenge utah no they can't i'm sorry but man the lakers look so good right now and honestly i'm not a lebron hater i really like lebron in my opinion he's the greatest of all time i think this is awesome for him too like when lebron that's another thing when lebron's doing great the nba is doing great it's kind of how it operates like 
or like when LeBron hate is doing great, the NBA is doing great because people love to hate LeBron because just success bothers people. It's the same reason people like to hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots, but I don't hate Tom Brady. So like, I don't know. I'm really excited for this NBA season. I do wish that they weren't starting it so soon because I really feel bad for the NBA players because it just seems really unfair, especially for the teams that made the playoffs like, and the or the finals, like the Heat and the Lakers. Like They're getting even less time to prep. So I don't know. I just think... I don't know what I just think. I just think that I'm excited for this upcoming uh, this upcoming NBA season, especially with just the way this Lakers team is looking. Uh, it, if they don't win the championship, then either an injury had to have happened, and we'll come, I'll come back and look at this video and be like, huh, yeah, that's what happened. Or a massive, out-of-nowhere team upset them, which would also be really, really cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Lakers, please win the championship. I need to, I need to kind of get my NBA takes back a little bit better after that horrible Portland take. Uh, coming up in the next leg, we're going to do the NFL tiers and possibly the wallet winners. I don't know. We'll see how long the NFL tiers last. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. So if you missed it, in the last leg, we talked about like the Taysom Hill decision. And we also talked about the Rams. And then we also talked about the Lakers. So, hey, go watch that. In this episode, and what is going on? Random like sounds coming out of my freaking apartment. Um, in this leg, we're going to talk about the NFL tiers. My NFL tiers, I should say. How I rank teams. Uh, if you're new, I have six different levels. I have the dog shit level i have the selling and rebuilding level i have the looking in on the playoffs level of the playoffs level the contenders level and the super bowl level the contenders level is not contending for the super bowl it's more contending for the conference like they're contending to win that conference so um yeah random voice break there so biggest changes <laughs> biggest changes since the last time obviously i didn't do this last week because of unforeseen circumstances so we're just gonna what i'm what i'm referring to my last tier rankings it's from two weeks ago so the, the biggest changes the most important changes, I'll say that. I had Baltimore in the in the Super Bowl contenders uh, tier, and now they're just in the playoffs tier. Nope, I don't even have them as a conference contender because I think conference contending teams can game plan for the Ravens. I think the Ravens are... We know exactly what they are. They're a team running the Wildcat formation all, this, all the time, and they can't play from behind. Uh, I, I feel bad saying that because I really do like Lamar Jackson, and... I, I used to like the – I really did like – I don't still not like them. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I kind of don't. But I respected their game from last year. But it's not translating this year because people have game, have film on them. So if the playoffs come, it wouldn't surprise me if they're, another one, if they're one and done like another time. Um, also, hey, guys, why don't you get your COVID protocols in place because you just ruined my team's bye week. Appreciate that. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> so petty. Um, other changes. I did drop Arizona from – conference contenders to just playoffs um that division just so good i don't think arizona's defense is good enough to put them into conference contention especially if they're going to be playing in a wild card game i don't think that arizona will be good enough to win a bunch of games with a second year quarterback not the same Kyler Murray can't do it it's just their defense plus you know there's there they'll be a lower seed just because that's how it works as wild cards to be playing an upper seed so i just don't i don't I really like them a lot. I'm really high on Arizona, but like the St. Louis's, the uh, New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, honestly, the Packers, like those are teams that I don't know if they could beat them in the playoffs. So I had to drop them for that reason. Uh, I also dropped Tampa Bay from Super Bowl contention, just a con just a conference contention. I'm, I'm still skeptical on Tampa Bay. I was really high on them when I first started doing NFL tiers list, but I don't know. They're starting to they're really starting to worry me. And that's 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 not a good thing when you have like a million different 
uh, weapons on the offensive side and a really great defense. So they're probably going to get their stuff together this week. Well, they are going to get their stuff together this week, but I don't know, man. I had to move them down from Super Bowl contention just because of what we saw from the Rams. Speaking of the Rams, they moved up. They moved, they moved way up. I moved to contenders now, and if you were curious why, I talked about them in the first leg of the podcast. They're being slept on a lot. I think they're just not a flashy team. They're not a team that everybody oh, – hold on. They're not a team that everybody um, kind of thinks about when they're thinking about – because, I mean, that's – I think using flashy is the perfect term because you got, like – the Chiefs, who have Mahomes, like that's flashy. He's 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 got that star-studded talent within him. You got the Steelers, who have a star-studded defense. You have the Packers, who have Aaron Rodgers, an MVP quarterback. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or MVP quarterback. Oh well, yeah, but also Hall of Fame quarterback. You have Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Tom Brady. You have the Ram, uh, the Saints, who have a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback in uh, Drew Brees, and they also have the situation chase them. Like, there's all these teams that have like a spotlight on for a certain reason. But it's like the Rams. It's like. They got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but like they're not being super vocal. They're literally just like playing the game. And winning so i really like the rams so i moved on to contenders other changes i know i was pretty high on the play on the uh titans and then i um i dropped them down to looking into the playoffs but i put them back in the playoffs i think that went over that went over baltimore was a really really big thing for them and uh i like variable as a coach and i think derrick henry's one of the best running backs in the game right now i don't their passing game does worry me because if they can't get derrick henry rolling they don't have much of a passing game so that's definitely a question mark, but I still think that they could beat other AFC teams. Like if we're looking at teams that are in the playoffs right now, like the Browns, they can beat the Browns. The Ravens, we've seen them beat the Ravens. I think they could do it again. They play the Colts this week, so we will see in a rematch if they could do it. I do think that they could. The Raiders, I think they could do it too. Like those are all teams that they could possibly face in the first round. So yeah, I think I think the Titans definitely deserve more respect than I was giving them last week. Um, this isn't a big move, but the dog shit category only has three teams now. Because you know what, Giants. I'm starting to, the Giants starting to grow on me. I I see the Giants very similar to how I saw um, the Miami Dolphins last year, which is not like a new take. Literally everyone says this, but like I mean it's so true. They they you look at them, you're like oh it's the Giants, and then you're like you watch them play, you're like oh it's not it's not horrible. And Joe Judge, he's establishing a real culture. They're doing this without Saquon Barkley, so you know what I. I really like the football team as well, so I'm not sure which team I'm going to. I think will win that division. If I do had, if I did have to pick one, I probably would pick the Giants because I like the Giants' defense overall. I like the football team's front seven better, but overall defense, I like the Giants. And also, the Giants is kind of a better offensive identity. Football team doesn't really know what they're doing right now. Not that they know what they're doing, but they're so they're having to constantly change their game plan because their quarterback situation has been changing so good on you giants you guys are up one tier uh other p other changes i dropped carolina from like looking into the playoffs i dropped them to just rebuilding um not really a shot but the teddy bridgewater injury kind of put a put a halt in things they they technically could make the playoffs i guess as a wild card like you look at i have minnesota as a looking into the playoffs team so, I mean, I definitely could see Carolina looking into the playoffs in a couple weeks, but I just want to, I don't know how they're going to perform P.J. Walker under center. They played Detroit this week, so they could honestly win this game and then put themselves back in there if Teddy Bridgewater comes back next week, especially if they get, like, Christian McCaffrey back next week. Then they can, they can maybe be a wild-card push, um, but I just don't know what they are with P.J. Walker, so I dropped them down to rebuilding. Miami I dropped. Yeah, I dropped them from playoffs. 
I dropped him only to looking into playoffs. And here's the reason why. I think we all got a little too hot on Tua, me, myself, myself, myself included. We got a little too hot on him too fast. I think uh, that's not saying he's not a good quarterback. That's, I still think he will be a good quarterback. I just think he needs time to develop. We saw last week, like he got benched and they have a veteran in Fitzpatrick who, though he kind of was the reason they lost the game, he was also the reason that they were kind of put back into that game. So I'm not going to sell all my stock on Miami quite yet. There are just other teams that I like right now that could possibly get that wild card spot over the Dolphins, like the Browns, like the Titans, like the Ravens, like the Colts, like the Raiders. Like There are teams that I just can see um, getting that spot over Miami. And you know what? That's not even like we're talking about Miami like, oh, they're not gonna make the playoffs. Like this is a bad thing. But like no one was expecting them to be this good. And there's no pressure on them because they have that Houston Texans pick, which is going to be a top five pick next year. Most likely they're top five or top 10. So like, yeah, don't they're fine. They're fine. If they don't, if they don't make playoffs this year, who cares? They weren't, they definitely were not expecting to when they started this season. So good on you, Miami. I know I dropped you, but good on you. That is all of the changes that I made. I do think, okay, I'm going to talk about an underrated team. I have one underrated team, one overrated team. So the underrated team, I've already talked about them a lot, actually. I had a whole segment about them, but the Rams, I think they're the most underrated team in the NFL right now, especially just we're getting so close to the playoffs. Come on. Like, could the Rams beat the Packers? Yeah. Could the Rams beat the Saints? Yes. Could the Rams beat the Buccaneers? They did. Could the Rams beat the Cardinals? We will find out, but I do think so because they played each other twice until the season ends. Can the Rams beat Seattle? We've seen them do it. Like they're, They are a good team. That defense is honestly a, such a great defense, and Jared Goff is playing inconsistently, but better than we all expect him to do. So um, I think, yeah, I think the Rams are the most underrated team. And if I'm talking overrated team, I, got it. I know I dropped them, and I know most people are selling stock on them right now, but they're still... Pretty hyped up, but that's the Ravens, man. I think the Ravens are the most overrated team right now in the NFL. Not, yeah, well, in the NFL, but also just within like the playoff race itself. I don't think Kansas City is overrated. I think Pittsburgh is over is underratedly overrated. Like no one talks about them, but when they do, they're like, ah, pfft, Pittsburgh, worst season schedule ever. So it's like they hate them, but they're also like, yeah, they're so great, but it's because they're so bad. So I, that that's how they fall. I think the Packers could fall into the overrated category. I'm just not sure yet. I, I really like their quarterback, so I picked the quarterback over Lamar Jackson in that case. I love the Rams. I don't know about the Saints. I just don't know what they are right now, so can't mark them as underrated or overrated. I don't think the Bills are overrated because they're exactly what we think they are. They're just like in that middle. Buccaneers, honestly, after this week, if they do not have a great game, that they, they could take the, the mantle of overrated. Um, but yeah, right now, wait, are, are the Buccaneers the overrated team? I'm going to tie it. I'm going to make it a tie. Yeah, I'm going to make it a tie. I'm going to say that the I'm going to say the Ravens and the Buccaneers are tied for the most overrated team. That's what I'm going to say. Until Buccaneers start like playing how we expect them to, which who knows when that'll happen, but yeah, I think the I think the that'd be the Rampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> They're the most overrated team. Now, let's get into wallet winners. Got 10 minutes left on the show. If you don't know wallet winners, I do betting in the NFL, and I try to tell you my 10 best picks. We're not going to talk about last week because I definitely did not go 0-5 last week because literally every th everything screwed me over, whether it was an overtime game or just spreads. So, yeah, my first my first 0-5 week of the season, though, so that's pretty good. Uh, my overall record, also 
I'm not gonna talk about it. 17 and 29. I hate it. I hate it. We're gonna get that up. I'm gonna get that at least to 500 before the end of the season. Uh, last week I went 0 and 5. My spread not too bad. Uh, 19 and 22. Honestly, the thing that's killing my overall is because I do an upset of the week and I'm two for eight on upsets. So yeah, I had the I had Seattle upsetting the Rams last week, which I thought I still think was or not uh, last week, the week before. Wait, who was my upset of the week? Who was my upset of the week last week? Oh my god. Well, obviously it was not that memorable. Oh, it was uh. It was uh, Philadelphia over Cleveland, and they let me down hardcore. So, yeah, I'm two for eight on upsets. So, if, I mean, if we take out the upsets, then I'm 19 for 22. That's not too bad. <laughs> but let's do better this week. I like my spreads this week a lot. I actually, I actually, re- there was one, like, there was an extra spread that I was like, I want to add this one in. So, I had to, I had to pick. Um, so, first one, New Orleans goes to, to Denver. All of my spreads are aways, I just realized. Literally, every single spread I have is an away team. So, that's really strange. Um, New Orleans is a five and a half point favorite going to Denver. I like that a lot. I think Denver's defense is not going to know how to game plan for Taysom Hill. I think the weapons on the offensive side for New Orleans are also great. Like, okay, Taysom Hill's struggling. Just dump the ball off to Kamara. Oh, he's just struggling. Give the ball to Michael Thomas. And also New Orleans defense is really starting to get good. Like their groove is being found and they are really good. They are going to give uh, Drew Locke a horrible time, and I don't think Melvin Gordon will even run for like 60 yards. <laughs> so, yes, I have this is a blowout in my eyes. Uh, 31-17 New Orleans wins going to Denver. Uh, next one, Las Vegas is going to Atlanta. Vegas is a three-point favorite. I like Vegas, man. I really do. They're in my playoff uh, tier, in my tier rankings, and you know what? They're a fun team to watch. I don't think they're a true challenger yet, but they're a fun team to watch, and Atlanta's defense is really, really bad. Like, horrible. Um, Derek Carr's probably going to throw for 300 yards in this game. Josh Jacobs probably going to rush for 100 yards in this game. So, three points is really small, in my opinion. I do think if Julio Jones is out, then I can see why. I, if Julio Jones is in, then I can see why this is only three points. If Julio Jones is out, then this is definitely an easy, easy bet for me. Um, I just think... The Las Vegas defense also has their issues. Their pass rush is a lot better than their secondary. So that's like the bright side of them. And they have like an okay run defense. But I mean, the Falcons don't really have a run game. So the only issue that I could see is Atlanta having Julio Jones for this game. But I don't think he's going to play. So three points. That's a lot. Vegas, you please win this for me. Last time I picked you guys, I'm pretty sure you let me down. So 30 to 20, I have Vegas winning this game. Third wallet winner. I always do this team because they're my team and I'm superstitious. And so far, every week I've done this, they've won. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I don't know, man. Baltimore going to Pittsburgh? I don't know. It's a division game. Pittsburgh's bound to lose. I don't think they're going to. It's not that I don't. They're not going to go 16 0. They're going to lose at some point. Don't want to be the Ravens, man, because they're just going to give us. They're never going to let us live that down. Like, oh, we beat the undefeated. Uh. Um. It got moved to Sunday as well. They will be missing. Like, even though the game got moved, they're still going to be missing J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram because they're on the COVID list. They st- they can't play. They 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 have they have. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm cracking so much. I'm 20 years old, not 12. Um, they have COVID, so they can't play this week. I do think Lamar will have a better game than the last time he faced the Steelers, but not by much. And I do have the Steelers winning this, but Baltimore is plus four. I like that. I like I like. Whenever it is, like, more than three in a division game, I like that, especially to, with two playoff-level teams. I know I said Baltimore's overrated, but they're still a playoff team. So I don't have Baltimore winning, but I do have them covering the spread. This is a low-scoring game for the most part. I mean, Vegas has the over-under at 44, which kind of makes sense. I'd probably take the over by, like, a little bit because it'll probably – I mean, I have them reaching 47, so it won't surprise me if they reached 50. 
So yeah, 20, final score, 24-23. Super close game. These games, Baltimore-Pittsburgh games are always close. Even when Baltimore was bad or when Pittsburgh was bad, like they were always close just because like these are two rivalries. And uh, ups, oh wait, no, not ups, there. That's not, <laughs> uh, Arizona goes to New England. Arizona's, Arizona's only a two and a half point favorite. I know it's in New England, but like I think Vegas just is overvaluing New England as a team right now. Um, New England is not the team that we're used to them being. And two and a half points is very small. Like, very small. I mean, I, I only have Arizona winning this game by 6, but they could win this game by 10 to 14. Like, Kyler Murray could honestly have a feast in this game. I mean, you look at what Russell Wilson was able to do against New England, and if at the time Seattle's defense was good, they would have contained New England, and that game wouldn't have been so close. I think the current Arizona defense is better than what that Seattle defense was, so I think they'll do a better job of containing New England and also their defense is prepared for this when you have a mobile quarterback you face him in practices all the time when you're facing against a mobile quarterback you have a better game plan for that because you face a mobile quarterback consistently um so yeah I really like Arizona here New England just doesn't have any weapons and I mean they're gonna have to rely on Cam Newton and the short pass game for the most part because I don't think they're gonna get anyone open on the backside with um how the secondary for Arizona, even though they're not elite, they've been playing really good lately. So I like Arizona here a lot by two and a half points. So they're going to win 27, 21 and the upset of the day, man, this game scares me mainly because there were, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. There were, there was no good upsets of the week. Like who was I going to pick Denver to beat new Orleans? Was I going to pick Jacksonville to beat Cleveland? Like, no, there was, like, the spreads were so bad. There was no upsets that I liked. This is the closest one. And if there was a team that would win the upset this week, it probably would be Tennessee. I mean, they won the upset last week against Baltimore. So, yeah, Tennessee's plus 152 going to Indianapolis. And I know Indianapolis won the last game. I think that's just going to be recency bias for Vegas and for betters and just people watching the game. So I can see why. And also, Indianapolis just came off a huge win against Green Bay. I think the reason that the Colts are favored is because it's in Tennessee, or it's in Indianapolis. I think if this was in Tennessee, it'd probably be a one-point favorite in Tennessee's way. But Tennessee's coming off of an even bigger win because that put like that was a big win for them. I think that was a more important win because especially since it's conference win rather than the Green Bay win that Indianapolis had. So I think they're gonna ride that. I think even though I like Indianapolis's defense, I just think Tennessee again it's a divisional game Tennessee is a great game plan Corey Davis is getting much more involved which opens up AJ Brown which then opens up Johnny Smith which then opens up the running game so I could I can this is a hard one because man the over under was not nice but I have it as a pretty high scoring game even though Indianapolis has a pretty good defense I've Tennessee winning this very similar to Baltimore to, to Pittsburgh over Baltimore by one point 31 to 30 that's gonna be that's probably gonna be one of the best games of the weekend um that I honestly probably have two of the best games of the weekend here with Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Indianapolis and Tennessee. Like, those are two of the best games this weekend. So, yeah. New Orleans over Denver. Vegas over Atlanta. Arizona over New England. Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Baltimore covering. And Tennessee over Indianapolis. So, hey, I'm 17-29. Let's move that up to 22-29, and 29, please. <laughs> uh, I... I got about a minute left, so I just want to say again, thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything um, you guys have been doing for the podcast. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Can't wait to watch some football next, uh, watch some football tomorrow. And yeah, I'm really excited for the December leg of uploading the podcast. I think that's going to be one of my favorite legs to do. I have so much planned for that. And yeah, thank you guys so much. I know I hate <laughs> Connor's getting sappy again, but. I do appreciate it. It's I enjoy sitting down and recording these stupid little podcast episodes in 
my little living room <laughs> with my friends who come on the show occasionally. So I appreciate that. Um, you guys have a great weekend. Please stay safe. Please travel safe if you're traveling, like I said. And I hope nothing but luck and love to whatever team you have this week. Also, nothing but luck and love to whatever bets you guys put down. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.